Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 50. Oh, yeah! That's right. We're hitting milestones, guys. Oh, my God. That's almost a year. It's almost a year. Golden anniversary. (laughs) Podcast would be 100... Actually, yeah. That would be almost a year. Yeah. Like, 52 would be Mm -hmm. the year mark. Well, I mean, we've had, like, off weeks. Yeah. Weeks where we haven't done it. It's true. We missed a couple. We can do a belated... I think it officially... Unlocked number one was probably a year ago. Yeah, from today. There Yay! you go. I don't know if it was today specifically. Yeah, roughly know, a year ago. We should. We should. We'll figure it out. Fact checker. We don't. We're have halfway fact to one hundred. Halfway to hundred. That's all I care about. Yep. Anyway, you know, if we start recording two to three podcasts a day, we'll get there much faster. Yeah, true. <laughs> we should just record everything we do all just day long. Have an long. assembly line of yep. podcast yeah. unlocks. Good. We'll surpass Beyond and Game Scoop in like a couple months. People definitely want to hear yeah, me talk IGN's about IGN's most prolific <laughs> podcast. <laughs> most. We're all over the place. Uh, but seriously, this is IGN's best and only Xbox 360-centric podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Hopper, the head of IGN's Xbox channel. Joining me are Locksmiths, Peter Eichmanns, and up? Mitch Dyer. 50! 50. <laughs> 50! How many is that in Canadian? Six. Yeah, six Canadian, yeah. and then Microsoft points, mm, twelve hundred fifty-six. Yeah, <laughs> okay. It's six meters <laughs> in Canadian, and seven kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> what now a podcast! Just, now you're just mixing it up. All right, today we're going to talk about Ninja Gaiden Three because I'm sure Mitch is not tired of talking I'm about thrilled that. Thrilled to talk about that game more. We're going to talk about Cinemora, a pretty awesome XBLA yes. game, mm-hmm. and uh, Rayman Three. Mm-hmm. HD, which just showed up on the network. Yep. And our very own Pete reviewed it, and he's going to talk about that. And also a little bit about Silent Hill HD Collection, which yeah. also hits this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty phenomenal, from what I understand. Right, Mitch? I, I also hear the game is hot shit. Hot shit. Hottest. The hottest hot shit you can imagine. Oh, good. That might if, you, be the... if you ever see shit this hot, you don't know what you're talking it's about. It's as good as Cinemora. So, Mitch. Yeah, buddy. Tell us about Ninja Gaiden 3. I don't know, man. What do you want to know? Great game or the greatest game? Oh, man. Why you got to be that way? Um, Yeah, Ninja (laughs) Gaiden is no good. The game is extremely disappointing. Probably the most disappointing game I've played all year. Wow. Um, One of my least favorite games of the generation, I think. Wow. Like, it's just, that game broke my soul. That was one of the worst experiences I've ever had playing a game. That's why you kept Ash. I had to keep handing you tissues. Yeah, exactly. The tears. Yep. And why I sent you to the to the convenience store for more Kleenex. Because <laughs> we ran out. Oh, man. Yeah, That's, that game uh, defeated my soul. I was, was I was worried about it. I saw it. I previewed it last E3. I wrote mm-hmm. something up. Yep. Um, and the first thing I wrote about was like, you can't chop anyone's head off. Something's going on here. This yep. is different. Yeah. Yep. Something's which, off track. Y- Something is awry. You know, it's not, which isn't a big deal. That doesn't really mean much in the yes. scope of the gameplay. I think we learned that but, it does mean much. But as it turns out, yeah, that was a fucking omen yeah right there yeah because it that game is not a ninja gaiden game like it has the misfortune of being called ninja gaiden 3 when it's absolutely not a ninja gaiden game Man. like that team tried to do so much more than you know what ninja gaiden's used to where it, it it's a really dialed back dumb story usually and mm-hmm. the focus is on how great the gameplay is and they build like really amazing encounters and boss fights around your abilities and the way you can fight enemies there we go. Readjust. All right. <laughs> Microphone. Um, Microphone. Yeah, whereas, whereas Ninja Gaiden 3 is, they totally changed the way the story's, story unfolds, which um, it's an interesting idea, having a really dark, brooding story about the, the person that is Ryu Hayabusa and him mm-hmm. kind of reflecting on morality and shit. Doesn't he work for the UN? I don't know. <laughs> Dude. They, they, they say the story is dark and brooding and cool and interesting. I don't know what the fuck is going on in that game. Yeah. By the end of it, there were so many betrayals that I was just like, I don't know. Am I a good guy? <laughs> everyone's good like, guys. They betrayed enough that they're all back on the same side. And everyone's just like, whoa, whoa. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Where'd yeah, you come from? comes yeah. full circle and they're all friends again. Yeah. Sorry about all those killings. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing, right? Like the whole, every cinematic is something about someone saying to Ryu, like, oh, killing is bad, and you need to think about who you are and what kind of monster you become. And he has this, like, weird relationship with this kid uh, where it's like a father-daughter thing, 
kind of, but they're not related. But he starts considering, like, oh, I never thought about being a dad. <laughs> and it's like, okay, he starts seeing the value of life, and then he murders thousands of motherfuckers. <laughs> like, literally thousands. I killed over 2,000 people in that game. That's what you do when you're a dad. Yeah. yeah. You murder yeah. shit left and right. Yep. For Gotta look out for your you kid. Never thought about having. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, the game has like significant issues with its combat, not you t- just. Uh, you two played a decent amount of the online, right? When during yeah, the yeah, Steve and I played mm-hmm. some, and I played some more today um, to help some guys capture some, some stuff. And uh, that game's multiplayer is no good either. Like that's the other thing, right? Like they they say, oh, new story, and it's going to be a totally new Ninja Gaiden experience. Uh, and there's multiplayer, and who saw that coming? And it's like, why does this exist? It doesn't. It's boring. There's nothing yeah. to it. Like, what, you thought the same? Yeah, I played the uh, multiplayer um, a couple times, actually, before yeah. the release, um, when we did our Ninja Gaiden 3 live stream. Yeah, I played it yep. then as well. Yeah, and um, there was a preview event before that that I was able to get some hands-on time with okay. it. And my main takeaway is that it was just so frantic, and it mm-hmm. didn't make a whole lot of sense. It was really hard to oh, see yeah. what you were doing. And I, I found the, the customization features, like, even with, you know, a fully unlocked online character they're still pretty tepid I there's mean, not yeah. a lot of gear yeah not a lot of mask. gear That's not a it. lot of things to do just change the color of your guy yeah, yeah. basically they'll they'll the handle exactly what i remember is like yeah. every match everyone just runs to the middle of the mat of the map and starts mashing buttons yep. and whoever yep. gets the first hit in ends up getting pretty a few much, kills yeah. exactly I, I spent most of my time today playing uh, just walking around invisible because we were trying to capture that that achievement. But that's also how I played with Steven. Like I would just go invisible, <laughs> wait for him to walk in front of me, and press Y, and I'd get an instant kill. Yeah. Because yeah. um, like that's an interesting mechanic, right? And it doesn't exist in the campaign where if you walk, you just immediately go completely invisible. Mm-hmm. And it's not like in most games where you know if you're invisible, people will just see this faded mirage outline. They don't see you flat out. <laughs> so it's yeah. cool because you could see like 12 guys honing in on each other, eight or whatever the max is, and then all of a sudden they just all vanish. And it's like, whoa, 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 where the hell are they? <laughs> but then it just completely devolves because like someone shoots a fire arrow and everyone explodes and the, so much <laughs> of that game's combat online is broken because you can get, you can totally get people into, into like infinite juggle loops um, where you like, you shoot them with fire arrows and if that doesn't kill them, then you hit them with the shurikens and if that doesn't kill them, which it will, you hit them into like a square, square, triangle, square, square, triangle, square, square, triangle, or XXY, XXY, because I repeat it on both. <laughs> Good catch. Good um, save. Yeah, it's, it's just really easy to break that game in a way that just is completely not fun. Uh, and if you, you know, obviously you don't want to do that, but it doesn't matter because everyone does. Damn. Yep. So aside from multiplayer, tell us a bit more about why the campaign sucks like what's wrong with the combat and i've i've noticed you've been getting some flack online oh really about yeah a little bit here and here and there (laughs) uh people are twitter's been really calm actually yeah it's to do with the uh, difficulty level of the game a lot of people Mm -hmm. take issue with the fact that uh you uh consider the game easier than other ninja guidance yeah, which is, is factually true. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but uh, my, I think people misinterpreted that because my issue with the campaign wasn't so much that, A, the combat was bad, mm-hmm. which, it, you know, it's not. It's fine. It's Ninja Gaiden combat. There's, you know, the Azuna drop is still totally fucking sweet. Yeah. And there's uh, a lot of stylish kills and lots of w- cool ways you can kill guys. Um, and the, the thing about it being easy isn't necessarily a bad thing. It is if you're a huge Ninja Gaiden fan. I like Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. I'm not a massive fan. I'm not like an Itagaki fanboy, and I'm not lamenting his loss. It's, you know, it's just that game is not a great action game. Structurally, it's not interesting. Enemies pop out, you kill 20 men, 30 men, 40 men, and then you walk into an arena and do it again. Same guys. Yeah. It's really repetitive. There's nothing to that game in any way that I would find interesting. Like, I, I, I genuinely had a hard time coming up with anything interesting, to say, positive to say about it. Hmm. Oh, man. It's too bad. Nobody wants a game to be bad. No, and I was actually kind of excited. Like when, when I was asked to review it, I was like, "Oh, great! This game was not good at E3, but you know, I'm I'm optimistic. I would like for it to be good. Maybe yeah. it's more than that first level, and it's yeah. not. It's the exact same game that you play in the first level throughout. Damn. Except at one point, you fight a robot dinosaur. That's pretty rad. <laughs> but that's it. That's the one thing. You there's a robot T Rex, and he's pretty cool. Oh man, that is pretty cool. Yeah, that is categorically cool yeah but still we'll not play it just for that yeah don't. I'll, I'll find a screenshot or a video right. on youtube yeah exactly just <laughs> enjoy that you, you can know? watch it for eight enjoy hours the same, yeah. same experience yeah <laughs> so mitch what hey, what do you think is next for ninja gaiden then i don't give a shit i honestly don't like are you completely fran- cashed out of the franchise i'm done like that game was just the end of it for me if they never oh. make another one again I'll, i won't be heartbroken like i said like i'd like those games but i'm not married to them 
Right. So if, if it goes away and that team decides to do something different or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe another team picks it up, that would be cool. Uh, you know, hmm. the, the uh, who, do, who does Vanquish and who's doing Metal Gear uh, right now? What, what are they Platinum. called? Platinum. Yeah. Platinum games. If they did a Ninja Gaiden game, it'd be the craziest. That would be good. Yeah. It's an interesting thought. But I think that's kind of what Metal Gear Rising is supposed to be, is that. Revenge, yeah, well, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, whatever, dude. <laughs> Metal Gear I love Rising Metal Gear Solid, Revengeance. and even I think that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so Ninja Gaiden, I gave that game a three, and I, I will stand behind that until I am dead, which, if the internet has its way, I will be soon. <laughs> Coming up quick. Indeed. Well, enough about that crap. Let's talk about some better shit. Hey, good games yeah. are out. Good games are out. Good games uh, are out. Cinemora just came out today, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Yeah. Game Tell us about hot. it, Pete. Uh, I don't know. I put up a Q&A kind of thing that mm-hmm. I did with the Hungarian developers Digital Reality last week, and they actually had quite a bit of interesting stuff to say. They claim mm-hmm. it is not a bullet hell game. Interesting. But, uh, obviously, <clears throat> it comes strongly from that style and that, that genre where you are going to be zigzagging between the tiniest gaps and bullets. <laughs> A hellish amount of bullets. <laughs> yeah. Hellish amount. <laughs> uh, but it's super fun and it looks fantastic. Like, they, they sent us over a bunch of screenshots that were like, okay, here's our concept art and here's the actual game. And it's, you almost can't tell oh, no, I with told, some of these. I told Pete today that, like, I, I'm looking at this screenshot, I don't know which one's It's like play. they plugged yeah. it into it's some kind awesome. of make this game <laughs> computer, just like hit go. I, I drew this. Mm-hmm. Could you make this into a game? Exactly. And That's what. And they did, yeah. But it's just super fun. The the main mechanic that sets us apart from other side-scrolling shooters like that is that you can rewind or slow down time. Uh And you you don't have a health bar. You're running on a clock. Right. So every kill you make in the game, you get like plus two seconds, plus five seconds, depending on difficulty. And you need to keep your timer up So because once you run out, you die. Something to do with time travel. I don't understand the whole thing. I don't know, man. That time mechanic sounds really cool. It's good, and you need to slow down time for some of these crazy <laughs> boss fights where it looks like there is nowhere you can possibly be on the screen to survive, but you can, just barely. Hmm. So one of the things that um, kind of turned a lot of people's heads when this game was first revealed is that uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer, the uh, Suda51 developer, mm-hmm. um, they've done like a ton of awesome shit, like Shadows No More Heroes, Dam, Shadows of the Dam, Killer7. Uh, well, I guess that was just him, not that studio. Killer7? Yeah. Uh, it was just Suda. It, it wasn't Grasshopper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, hmm. But yeah, so, but uh, Digital Reality were also a developer. Do you know, like, kind of what the balance between the development was? Like, it sounded like uh, Grasshopper had a lot of the ideas for, okay. like, story and characters and a lot of the concept art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they basically gave it to Digital Reality and were like, make this. Make this happen. So they did okay. have that machine. And they did, yeah. Digital this, Reality was that machine. Um, and they didn't. They pulled it off. They completely pulled it off. Like it's a great game. Awesome. Even if you're not a huge fan of like Bullet Hell, like the game has multiple difficulty modes, so you can get through the story um, playing on an easy or normal, and you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But then there's like the arcade challenges where it just becomes insane that you will not survive past a few minutes. Right. It's nuts. Damon's review made this like really great analogy because I love I love those character designs so much because yeah. it's just like here's an anthropomorphic like rabbit or whatever, and he's a <laughs> pilot. Um, but his review is like it's like Star Fox, but it's like super profane. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I was way into that. That's a good comparison. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Check out the demo, and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. You'll see, you know, how this thing looks, how it plays, and get a sense for the, the overall picture. And it's going to be another fun one with all of us probably playing it. We're going to be knocking each other off the scoreboards, that kind of thing uh-huh. too, which will be fun. Definitely. Yeah. Now this is the uh, the first game between uh, Grasshopper and Digital Reality, right? There's a, a second one, Black Knight Sword. Yes, Black. Knight I don't know when Sword. that one's coming out. I, I haven't played either. that one yet. Yeah, that one. That one has kind of gone a little radio silent. But uh, yeah, have, have you guys played it yet? I, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Okay, ever. it's like a two D, like two D kind of. It's it's done in this really interesting art style. It looks like uh, the characters are made out of like cut out paper. Yeah. And oh, cool. it takes place in this weird proscenium arch, and like instead of, it's really cool the way the 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 game looks because in, instead of like your character running through the environment, it's like the environment is moving and your character is is staying still but like moving their legs. I don't know. It's it's really hard to explain, but really awesome. Yeah, and I'm definitely. I didn't know that that, that was 
the same collaboration, Digital Reality yes. is working on that one too. Uh-huh. Cool. I mean, if their d- execution is anything as good as Cinemora, that's definitely something people should be paying attention to. Absolutely. We'll have more information on Black Knight Sword soon. Yeah. Yeah, the game sounds cool. Hear it out. Yeah. I'll play that. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I'm totally going to. Um, going to make Is that you. like an order? Am I assigned that now? <laughs> yep. No, that was more of like a, a an encouragement. You can play it if say. you want to. <laughs> if you say you want to, you can play this game. You can game. Black Knight Sword behind. In life, you have choices. I, I the, have nothing. What, what, what Pete said. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pete, tell us more about um, the other game on Xbox oh, out Live Oh, this week, uh, Rayman 3 Hoodlum Havoc HD. Yes. Uh, I started playing this on Monday afternoon. It's actually decent length for a little mm. old platform. I think it's probably took me about 10 hours, I want to say, 8 okay. hours, somewhere in there. It, there kept More levels kept coming, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's an HD re-release. It's not this overhaul remake of the classic game. Like It has all the same problems as the original one on PS2 and Xbox, yeah. uh, where the camera is going to get lost behind walls. Um, you're going to get through some really clunky control bits where it's hard to see where you need to go, what you need to do. But the animations are super smooth, for Rayman especially, like when he's swinging his fists around and knocking people out. And um, the textures look a lot better for the most part, even though Game Over still looks like this old like NES-era 8-bit logo, <laughs> not on purpose. But I also found some parts where like the volumes are a little bit off, and I fell through the map a few times, mm-hmm. and I got to this one super long level right near the end where you have to go up all these balloons with these spikes and everything. And I hit some point, and I got thrown out of the map, and my score just started going like a roulette wheel, just up. Kind of nuts. So, like, the old-school 2003 problems with the 3D platformer. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still a good game. Like, it was a good game back then, and it's the exact same game now, so it's still good. Or back then, I think people considered it to be great. Like, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a funny game, and still is. Um, So now it's just, it's a good game, because it's that great game from almost 10 years ago, a little shinier. I have a, an important question about Rayman for you, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Relevant to this. What do you got? Did you buy Origins? Yes. I did. Oh, thank God. I was going to have to fight you both. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the best Rayman that has ever been, it's I think. so good. Like, I didn't like Rayman, old, old Rayman games. Like, I have no use for three. It looks yeah. fun, mm-hmm. like, watching you play it. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. I can see why exactly. people would like that, but... Like, Rayman's never done anything for me, but Origins is amazing. Yeah, I mean, the the original Raymans are, like, Mm -hmm. the beginning, or early years of 3D, not even the early years of 3D platforming, but, like, they take a lot of pages from, like, the Super Mario 64 days, Mm -hmm. like, same kind of problems and puzzles. Um, Still there, it's just a lot more polished than, obviously, Super Mario 64. Um, So it's a good game. Like, you're going to have fun with it if you like those old school kind of adventures. It's not Mm -hmm. that hard. Um, There's a few quirky little puzzles where you have to use different costumes to solve different problems, which was the big thing for Rayman 3. You pick up these cans, and all of a sudden you can, like, you have these chain arms, and you can swing from hooks in the air or, Hmm. like, break through walls with these other fists you put on. Um, I don't know. It's cool. It's a good game. Not perfect. Not like it's not going to blow your mind if it didn't the first time around. Mm-hmm. But yeah. give the demo a try and see if you like it. It's Rayman's a funny world and the characters are funny. Yeah, I'm kind of like Mitch though. I mean, I my first proper experience with the Rayman series, I was super ambivalent towards it until Origins, mm-hmm. and everyone was talking about how amazing it was. I'm yeah. like, well, fuck, I got to see this for myself. Yeah, and I loved it. Yep, it was awesome. So lives up to the hype. So is it worth then, I guess, not just Rayman 3, but revisiting the older Rayman games? If- the funny thing is, like, I, I'm totally with you guys. I mm-hmm. didn't know much about Rayman until Origins. Like, I, I kind of missed these the first time around, too. Yeah. Um, so it's funny, like, you see all these playable characters in Origins. You're like, who are these guys? What does this all have to do with each other? Because none of that makes sense, and none of that really matters in Origins. Mm-hmm. So when you go back and have like this fully <clears throat> scripted story and personality and character thing um, all in action, it's like, oh, that makes much more sense with like Globox and his quirks, how he swallows the bad... Um, Lum in the beginning of Rayman 3 and uh-huh. by the end he's like oh man I feel really bad we had to kill him because it's like the final boss he had swallowed and at <laughs> yeah. some point turns into this bigger <laughs> thing it's just really funny conversations throughout and then like knowing a little bit more about these characters like the dumb ones and then like the the teensies who are like mm-hmm. the other playable characters it's funny to see them in like a narrative setting as opposed to just the platforming setting right it's a good cool. game check it out sounds good mm-hmm. ten, 10 bucks right Ten bucks, eight hundred points, which nice. is, is a nice touch because uh, Cinemora is totally worth the fifteen. Mm-hmm. And this, I'd be a little more impressed. Like, well, it it looks good and it's playable, and 
all that. Check but, out the demo, right? Exactly. Yeah. But 800, it's, it's a nice price point for that. Cool. Great. Also out this week, mm-hmm. um, the uh, elephant in the room that I don't think any of us have played yet, <laughs> but is... Because it's an elephant. Yes. Uh, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. <laughs> Apparently this shit just sucks. It yeah. looks awful. Which is a shame. Yeah. Audrey, not a fan. No, 4.0. no. 4.0. I, I played it uh, maybe, god damn it, it would have had to have been back in like October or November mm-hmm. um, for a uh, Capcom preview event. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had it available to play with, you know, the co-op enabled and stuff. And it was, it didn't feel like Resident Evil to me. It felt, I mean, it, it was serviceable yeah. for what it was. It didn't feel broken, but it definitely did not feel like a Resident Evil game. So, I mean, I was somewhat surprised to see Audrey's uh, 4 but, you know, I have not played that much of the game, let alone the, the final finished version. Yeah. So, I mean, have have either of you nope. played any have of it at all? touched it. Mm. I watched my roommate play it for a bit and decided, like, nope, I will never play that game in my whole life. <laughs> yeah, what what was it that, that turned you off watching yeah. your roommate play it? I watched him do one fight, like, halfway through the game, mm-hmm. which apparently this game's like, three hours long, too. Jeez. Which is, like, I, mm. I very much prefer short games, but I know a lot of people don't, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. But... It was this fight against the Nemesis, and it was like one of the big major boss fights. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's a spoiler, but I don't care. So <laughs> you, he was just shooting the shit out of the Nemesis for like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and the boss is not reacting to the to his shots at all. And he had no idea, like, what am I doing damage? Like, do I need to do something else? So he just kept oh, shooting no. him, kept shooting him. Um, there are just tons of zombies everywhere. The AI, like the teammate AI, is terrible. Like, the worst you will ever see they're staring at walls they're not shooting zombies Ugh. zombies bite them and infect them and then suddenly your teammates are attacking you and they're like super zombies huh. great the <laughs> shooting just doesn't look great there's like one death animation and one like blood splatter animation Jeez, it's it's just like the most low rent looking shooter i've ever seen it's really weak yeah the whole the the ai thing would just piss me off to no end i played um resident evil 5 by myself um, yeah, I did too. Yeah, and Whoops. the the Shiva AI just so bad. Mm-hmm. That's so, the thing. Like, I actually had a conversation with a friend like a week ago about that. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, I really liked Resident Evil Five just because I played the whole thing with a friend. Yep. It's much more fun that way. Definitely. And I'm like, I had much different experience. Yep. That's how it goes too. People who don't like that game did not play co-op. Yep. Yeah. I I wouldn't say I didn't like the game. I just was severely underwhelmed. Yeah, like the, it, the everything AI. about it was pretty much fine, except for your AI partner, like the yeah. scares and the big action pieces. Like there's some cool stuff happened. Yeah, I could not explain to you the general flow of that game. I kind of remember mm-hmm. like shoulder checking a boulder near the end of the game. But <laughs> yeah, that's about that it. Awesome. And punching a boulder and stuff like that <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the volcano. Yep. Yeah. Spoiler. Um. So yeah, enough about that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about. Something better. Good horror games. Good horror games. What do you got? Uh, Silent Hill HD is out this week. Excellent. I reviewed that game, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's That's two really, really amazing games. Have you guys played Silent Hill? I've the played... The first one many years ago. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill 2 is far and away my favorite survival horror game ever made. Uh, well, obviously. Having played it now for the yeah. first time, I can relate. Because that game is incredible. Fantastic. Like It's been, what, 12 years or something since that game came out? uh not quite that long been a while yeah it's definitely been 10 years yeah um and that game holds up now better than it ever has like it has some that's cool those games have control issues and camera issues that are just kind of inherent to the genre but um, the 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 atmosphere oh, and the sense of it's incredible ambience i've I never mean, felt more like just genuinely upset yeah while playing a game it'll it, do that it instills like weird feelings i've never had playing games yeah mm-hmm. it's just everything in, in silent hill 2 is so uncomfortable and dark and it's like it's not so much scary in the traditional sense of like slasher movies where it's like ah oh, someone's gonna die and i can't wait for the <laughs> jump scare mm-hmm. it's like when you watch horror movies like that you're waiting for the for those jump scares because those are fun there's nothing fun about this horror it's awful <laughs> like it just makes you feel like shit oh and man it's I don't know. I think that that's kind of the best experience you can have. It's like reading a really disturbing novel and just yeah. being really grossed out and not feeling good. That's awesome. Like I said in the review, like I felt sick numerous times playing these games because they're yeah. so, now, so did messy. The, the HD polish, did that do anything that kind of ruined the original graphics? No, not for, at all. Okay, for me, for Rayman, I, I forgot to mention, there's a points where like you can climb certain walls in that game. Mm-hmm. And back in 2003, the graphical fidelity of the day 
by doing clever shading and making a pattern, you can make the wall look like it was coming out and you can climb right, it. Right. But now that it's like polished and uh-huh. HD'd up, you're like, <laughs> wow, I'm climbing a piece of paper that's made to look like mm-hmm. it was once 3D. It's a little yeah. too crisp to be to work. Yeah. So, yeah. but Silent Hill does yeah. a better job, or uh, it's it's weird because it's, it's. I guess there's not really any walls to climb. <laughs> not so much climbing in Silent yeah. Hill. Lots of jumping down holes, though. <laughs> there's a. They didn't really do much in terms of HDifying it. It's it's kind of a lazy HD port. Uh, okay. it's, it's widescreen. It's cleaned up. Whatever. It's you know. They they keep the film grain effect. Film grain looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It still looks really good with that. Um, I mean, that, that that was one of the cool stylized features that they implemented mm-hmm. into the original Silent Hill too. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it was it was awesome. It really helped lend to that feeling of atmosphere. And it's it's subtle enough that you don't go like, oh, there's a film grain thing here. Like you don't really <laughs> notice it until uh-huh. certain points when it's really pronounced. Yeah. Like if you're outdoors, uh, like behind the prison, and you go in the pool or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that was two. Whatever. Anyway, when it, when it's like when it's really bright out, you can see it. But in indoors, it's it's not super clear. But it gives that effect mm-hmm. in, in dark hallways, and it's just really really fucked up. Yeah. Man, it's an amazing game. I, I, I get say. chills when I think about the the hospital sequence, like <laughs> sequence, man. Like, I love it. <laughs> I think we need we need to have like a Silent Hill two cast because like it's amazing to me. Yeah. The whole scene in the context of what that story is like, uh-huh. and I think people misunderstood because I I played this for the first time. Yeah. Um, like I've known about Silent Hill. Like I've played bits and pieces of all of Silent Hill games, but never committed to any. So I think people were confused when they read my review. Like, well, this is this review could have appeared ten years ago, which was kind of the point. Like I wanted to do a close study yeah, of those right. games because that game that release is for me. That's not for people who've played it. That's yeah. for that's to introduce people to those classics. Um, sure. And everybody wins because everyone gets to play these great games. Yeah. Um, man, the point I was trying to make got away from me. Where was I going with that? <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> there was a question? I thought you asked a question. I don't even remember the question. I don't either. Whatever, dude. Man. Just Silent Hill 2 is yeah. incredible. It, it's funny. It's amazing Because we're talking about it now. We're not talking about Silent Hill 3 at all. And I, <laughs> I kind of glossed over it in the review because it's, it's the least notable thing about that collection. Yeah. The game's... It looks would it be worth two. the price if it was literally just Silent Hill 2 oh, yeah. HD? Oh, I would pay $40 for that immediately. Yeah. Cool. That'd be a great, like... Uh, games on demand like maybe 20 bucks thing yeah they could divide them i'm sure and i mean that's what they did with uh resident evil 4 yeah i mean they they hd well i guess they said they hd'd it apparently they didn't but <laughs> but yeah i mean that would definitely be a great game to just download and and play if you're not willing to invest you know 40 to 60 bucks yeah. to get the collection the other thing about it is uh like the hdification <clears throat> isn't so much with the with, with the visuals which, yeah, it's cleaned up. It looks nice. It doesn't take away from anything. Like, the new Prince of Persia re-release for PS2, that one, Sands of Time. Yeah. Like, it mm-hmm. looks terrible in HD. Because they, they remove that filter that makes it look all nice, and you can really see the sharp, pointy edges of the characters. Mm. Um, but in this, it's nice. It's clean. It's a really good port. Uh, but they, they redid all of the VO. All the voice acting is oh, completely wow. different. Okay. And appropriately so. I had to YouTube some old scenes, and the old VO was atrocious. Oh, it's wow. laughable. It's well, yeah, really, I mean, really bad. But when you look back at that time, I mean, it, you didn't have good VO. No, it didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I can't remember a single game from that period that was like, oh, man, that was really well-acted voiceover. <laughs> yeah. What, you no, know, uh, Wing Kratos? Commander? Athena! <laughs> Zeus! Oh, God. No, but uh, the, the new VO, it's still not like, you know, it's not Oscar caliber. You're not going to lose your mind over it. But it's still, like, yeah. by comparison, it's incredible. Cool. There's, the characters yeah. are a lot more human. They're a lot more believable. Everything just makes more sense because mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of exaggerated and goofy, and it really, really took away from the story. Watching those old, the old voiceovers, because it's such a dark, serious, like really insanely, really scary, disturbing story. Like I, I can't get over it. Like it's, I'm still reeling from it because it's so fucked up. The end of Silent Hill Two is insane. It blew my mind. Yeah, and I knew wow. what happened in the vast majority of that story, but mm-hmm. experiencing it is something completely different than hearing about it. It's like watching Human Centipede. <laughs> and like hear, no, seriously, you hear about I, it and see it. And it's different things. Yeah, like yeah. I remember when that movie came out. I um, read an entire synopsis of the film where they broke down every single scene. Okay, mm-hmm. this happens here. This happens here. <laughs> yeah, this gets sewed to this, and then this dies. <laughs> yeah, like everything I knew about that movie going in. Yeah. Uh, I watch it with my girlfriend. I come away from it just like, oh my God, I was so not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I knew everything that was going to happen, yeah. I knew every individual beat of that movie. Mm-hmm. Just experiencing it firsthand, there's something that oh God. that you just can't read about that takes a shit in your heart. 
when you watch that movie. Yep. And not, I'm not saying that Silent Hill 2 takes a shit in your heart. No. But I'm saying I, I totally get where you're coming from yep. with what you said. Th- that game has, like, some really strange themes that most games are just, they don't have the stones to go there. Like, what game yeah. is going to have the balls to have, like, sexual assault in, as, as a core theme with one of its very important characters? Yeah. Man. And have, like, pretty extreme metaphors for a lot of really, yeah, it's really heady sensitive stuff. It's, materials. It's an awesome game, though. Yeah. Awesome. The, Cannot recommend it It's enough. time for me to take on this HE collection. Dude. Dude, you, totally. you absolutely play with headphones. Okay. <laughs> you will A, piss yourself, and B, appreciate the music so much more. The yeah. music is the best. Mitch really wants you to piss yourself. <laughs> it's, listen, it's been my goal since I started here. To get Pete to piss himself, and now oh, it's my man. chance. This is your chance. Don't let it slip away. Yeah. So definitely buy that Excellent. as soon as possible. Man, what did we miss in between last time? Oh, yeah, I, I put it up kind of late because it was taking me forever. Mm-hmm. I did review Defenders of Ardania. Yeah. What, the tower defense game that came out last week. Not not good. You weren't that hot on it. It's not like, it, it looks okay, it's functional, but the, the design of what they tried to do simply doesn't work. Yeah. It's like dual tower defense. So instead of just defending waves of enemies coming at you with a massive amount of towers, you send waves back at them. So each side has these towers and are defending against the troops you're sending out. And it just becomes this hour plus long stalemate of like, okay, I chipped a few points of life away from you. Uh, Oh, wait, you chipped a few away from Mm -hmm. me. And just back and forth and back and forth. I walked away from an online match. I apologize to whoever I was playing with uh, for 15 minutes to go to a meeting. Yeah, we had a pretty solid meeting. Yeah, and then I came back. Match was still in progress. I'd only lost about a quarter of my life. I hadn't done anything. I got back on there. I started building up my defenses again, doing some repairs. I came back... Almost, I think we were about 50-50 life for a little while before he finally made, like, had, you know, stocked up his resources and uh, finally let his assault through. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, it's just, it. You, if in a strategy game, if you turn the tides like that, if you have that advantage, you should be able to just obliterate someone. Yeah. Like, take advantage when they are not paying attention. But this, it like, it... The, the game didn't even care. It's like, nope. And the biggest problem is you have limits. You have limits on how many towers you can place down, mm-hmm. which means that at a certain point, you can't do any more damage um, to the incoming troops. And there's limits on how much gold you can have. So you can't just send out gold and troops in waves. So because of these limits, you can only do a certain amount per time and your opponent can only do a certain amount per time. Yeah. I'm sorry, this is getting me all riled up. I thought I'd put this <laughs> behind me. It's a bad game. The design really does not work. I can relate. Damn. Yeah. I, it, even if you don't care about that game, which you don't because it's awful, uh, you guys should go read Pete's review because it's like a fucking amazing review. Like, really well written. <laughs> One of my favorite reviews on the site. Nice. Oh, man. Strategy. Yeah, I but, love strategy games, too. So <clears throat> uh, I was disappointed that it didn't work out because yeah. everything about it, people kept coming up to me when I was playing. I was like, oh, cool. What's it this? Cool. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Defender of Zardinia. They're like, oh, how is it? I'm like, not very good. Mm-hmm. Nope. Sorry. So, yeah, this week, uh, Cinemora. Silent Hill HD and Rayman's good, but it sounds yeah. like Silent Hill 2 HD and Cinemora are your best bets this yeah. week. They're pretty amazing. Get to two it. Two games that are very old. Yeah, I know. Very yeah. old and very spectacular. <clears throat> so yeah, guys. Man, uh, let's, video games. Video games. Let's move on to some emails. Woo! Email! Nope. Email! Not quite. Email! You'll get there. That was good. Ah, that was I'll get close. there one day. Nice. <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, pardon me for saying this wrong but b2 th3 myth birthy myth birthy behemoth behemoth is it behemoth it's probably be the myth but to the myth it's bithmith bithmith mary bithmith be to the myth all right <laughs> so and so sorry bithmith <laughs> black myth so and so asks uh, the Xbox was supposed to be getting more apps in early 2012, yet here it is in March and we still don't have HBO Go, Infinity, or Xfinity, sorry, TV, or MLB TV. Did Microsoft forget about them? Have you guys heard anything about them? They've not forgotten. No. But it is certainly a much longer time frame than we were all led to believe. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like, there was a report a few weeks ago that HBO Go is coming on April 1st. Right. That came from HBO and not Microsoft officially. Yeah, it's coincidentally. That, pretty unconfirmed on yeah, microsoft's yeah. part and it's microsoft they can do whatever they want with yeah. these release dates 
And that would be super perfect, though. April 1st is when Game of Thrones starts up again. Yeah, Ooh. that was the whole idea. So, I, like, that would be amazing. That it would launch would then good. or a few days prior to pr- make sure that it doesn't crash. Yeah. Because oh imagine everyone, like, booting up their 360s, like, all and right, that, Game of Thrones. Oh. That happened with the first um, UFC preview. Yeah. Yep. It was like, it was just a, a train wreck. And <clears> it was a shame. I mean, it's working now. I've watched a few fights. And it's it seemed to it seems to have fixed itself. But... You know, still that really sucked, and I'd hate to see that happen to Game of Thrones people. Yeah. But the 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 luxury about that is it's not necessarily live. Yeah, since this is on demand content that you can access and stream whenever you feel like it, um, there won't be quite as much of a server load. I'm anticipating. I mean, granted, a lot of people are going to be saying, "Oh, I want to watch this shit on day one, um, on April 1st or whatever day it may be." But you know, they it should be fine. I mean, considering how some people won't do that. Yeah. And as far as uh, Xfinity TV, um, silent, haven't yeah. heard much, but we do anticipate there will be an MLB TV um, announcement very shortly. Yeah. Um, within the within the coming weeks. So be ready for that. Baseball season's coming? Baseball My season's Xbox Live account is, is Canadian, and I can't use any of these. What? Uh, <laughs> Mitch. Yep. Damn it, Mitch. I know. We, we need to, we're going to have to fix that. We're going to have to I get know. you a, a U.S. gamer tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and start over from start zero. Start over. Oh, no, you, you, you can believe that I will never play video games on that account. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas asks, I'm curious about your thoughts regarding the DLC on disc happenings. <clears throat> if companies release DLC that is actually just a code for something already on the disc, do those that bought the disc already own it? I asked because after reading the comments of an article relating to hackers using DLC characters for Street Fighter Cross Tekken, the lines are blurred. I'm a supporter, I'm a full supporter of developers buying new and supporting with DLC, but apart from breaking strict terms of agreement for hacking, it seems that a philosophical that there's a philosophical debate to be had. The content they are hacking is already on the disc and not something to be downloaded. Who owns that property if the disc is legitimately bought? Capcom. Yes. Yes. Hold on. Capcom owns the content they put on the disc. You are not entitled to that content just because it exists. What you're paying for is, right. even though the content's on the disc, what you're paying for is an unlock code. You're mm-hmm. paying for the access to that additional content. And, you know, whether or not, it's a, probably a separate discussion whether or not that should be allowed or is something that devs should do is put complete content on a disc. Um, personally, I think it's totally up to them. I... You know, it's their game. They can do whatever yeah. they want. But charge me. That's the whole thing. Like, you don't own... Even if there was no DLC on the disc, you don't own the content on the disc you bought. Yeah, you don't own true. the game. Yeah. Like, if you ever read the fine print on any kind of download like yep. that, it's you're paying for a license to use that yeah. content. Yeah. Same thing with movies. I mean, yeah. you have the, the FBI notification, like, right at the very beginning of, like, you're yeah. not allowed to do this do or not this or this, this with this, with yeah. this stuff. Those because technically, it's not yours. Yeah, you're yeah. not allowed to watch those in groups, according to that FBI thing. You're not allowed to screen it for other people. <laughs> you're not allowed to charge for for it yeah they they know that people are sitting on their couch watching movies and playing games but yeah that you guys are exactly right the point is it's not it's not the fact that you physically own a disc and that you physically own the media on that disc Mm -hmm. it's still you know the the publisher or the developer whoever it may be still owns the content on it yep and uh it's it's you know kind of their right to uh decide how that content gets doled out I mean, look at, like, World of Warcraft. I mean, just because, like, you you have the entire game on your computer, basically, aside from accessing their servers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can't just play it, even if you don't have an account, even though yep. you technically have the entire game on your, on your uh, you PC. You 30 gigs of something you don't have access to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You pay. It's a good comparison, actually. And that's how, you know, that's kind of how it works yeah i mean yeah I, I think there's a big misinterpretation in the gaming community about what like dlc on disc and day one dlc like how that works mm-hmm. i think people get the impression that all things dlc are like this capcom instance where yeah it's all complete ahead of time and then they just release it at once or whatever or they release it the game and then they release the content later or the, the unlock code later yeah and just try to make money make money make money um this Capcom thing is a really weird instance where, yeah, that's true, but it's also, you know, it's Capcom's right. They're allowed to do that. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are situations where that does happen. Um, there are a lot of, you know, companies, you know, developers that create a game, and they're like, all right, this is our finite disc experience. This is what we want people to play when they buy this game for 60 bucks in the store. But we're going to keep this going alive. I mean, you can't expect developers to 
not be thinking about and actively developing DLC after, like before their game comes out. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. Like you, you they have a plan. Exactly. Like this whole uh the From Ashes, the the new um uh Mass Effect DLC. I mean, obviously they were working on that before mm-hmm. like concurrently with the development of the actual on-disc game. Right. You know, but they didn't include it on the disc because it wasn't part of that overarching plan for the game. Yeah. It's like Battlefield 3. They were previewing and demoing back to Karkin before Battlefield 3 came out. Yeah. yeah. That didn't come out till you know, two months after the game was out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just all a piece of the experience. It's part of what you're doing. Whoa, what's going on here? I guess that had a flash. I'm sorry. Taking a photo for Twitter. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Cute. I'm not again. Sorry, scr- my face all scrunched up. Ah, it's too bright. <laughs> No, but like I mean it's it's part of extending the longevity. Like they have their disc experience in mind. Yeah. And that is the finite experience of the game. However, they also want when when it comes to extending that experience, that's where DLC comes in. Mm-hmm. And I mean you don't have to play, you know, from dust or from ashes, I mean. Um don't play from dust. That game's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? The Ubisoft XPLA game. You didn't like it? No. Really? No. Everyone loved that game. Interesting. Totally dumb. Wow, this, this, is a, this is a different conversation. Whoa. <laughs> New debate. It's a whole different conversation yep. we got going on here. Mass Effect. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you guys know what I'm trying to say, Yeah, basically. I mean, in, in Capcom's case, they have however many characters, 12 on the disc. Mm-hmm. They're all confirmed to be on the disc or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Fine. Sure. Like, the, the way games are made, those characters probably were not planned to be part of the core game from the start. What would have probably happened is during the development cycle, you know, halfway through, some separate guys who had completed certain roles would mm-hmm. move on to other parts of the project to start work on Mega Man, Pac-Man, whoever the fuck else is in that game. Yeah. Those guys would have had, that would have been their job. Mm-hmm. And the fact of it is those people are working on that content. Whether or not you think you deserve it, that's people are being paid to make it. It's, yeah. it's costing Capcom money to create that content. Yep. And what they're doing by charging for it is recouping those losses. Or yeah. not, not necessarily losses, but recouping that effort, making mm-hmm. up for it, and mm-hmm. trying to make a profit. Because the fact of the matter is, this is a business. Companies want to make money. Yeah. And, you know, the, the silver lining on the whole cloud of, like, the content being on disc is that, you know, when it comes time, when Capcom is ready to say, okay, you know what? Yeah, let's let people play with these DLC characters for, you know, free or however much they decide to charge. You won't have to download 12 characters and, yeah. and eat up your hard drive space. Yep. I mean, you'll just have to buy a little unlock code. Yep. It's and a I convenience mean, thing for the people who are going to buy it. Yeah, Because exactly. the people who are going to buy it, you know, it's not like... Just because they're on the disc is not going to turn people away, I don't think. I think the people who are originally planning to... Who would... Who, would hypothetically expand that roster are still going to do it. Mm-hmm. The people who weren't going to do it aren't going to do it anyway, whether or not they're on the disc. Right. Doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Good job, everybody. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Renee says, what's up, Locksmiths? I just finished reading Colin Campbell's article, Are Consoles Dead? And I thought it was great. I've been a gamer probably longer than most of you have been breathing. I well, don't know. TV Pong was my first console, in fact. Okay, yeah, probably. I'm a baby. <laughs> Since then, I've played most of them and owned a few. I think this is the best part of the video game industry. All the speculation and leaks of gaming's next big thing. Ugh. So, here's my hat in the guessing game ring. What about a peripheral for the Xbox? No disk drive necessary because the 360 already has one. Could that be done? Something that uses the processing power already there and adds on to it. Is... It is financially sound for something like that. And also a middle step in the cloud storage era. Uh, this is going to run into the same problem my PC has. It, you yeah. end up with a bottleneck. Like, because if you're adding to the 360, even if you're just trying to access a disk drive, like, the connections and pre-existing hardware mm-hmm. are, regardless of what the new thing is, going to be slower and older than what the new thing is doing. So yeah. no matter how fast the new piece is, it still has to deal with the old uh, infrastructure of the mm-hmm. 360 to access that content, ask, access that drive. That being said, um, it might be like, a, you know how you have like the MacBook Air and mm-hmm. those kind of things where you, without disk drives, those sort of things? Yeah. Where if you actually want to install software, you have to wirelessly connect it to something else. Mm-hmm. So maybe 
in this regard, you could use the 360 as an install platform for whatever's next. It's possible. But I see the problem being mainly a bottleneck in that no matter how fast the new thing is, it's still going to be held back by accessing a 360. I agree with you 100%. And here's what would happen if somebody were to actually do that and just make a peripheral enhancement for an existing system. They would do it. Um, response would be tepid because one of the other competitors would say, well, fuck that. We're just going to make a full new system. Yep. People would buy that instead. Yeah. It's exactly what happened to Sega <laughs> yep. in the 90s. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. The 32X and the Sega CD were supposed to extend the life of the Genesis. And what they ended up doing was costing Sega way too much money. And uh, that was the, the decline. That's where everything started going downhill. They didn't make enough games for them. Mm -hmm. The peripherals were way too expensive. I mean, if you're going to spend 150 bucks to get a CD add-on for your Genesis, why not just spend you know 250 or 300? If you're already spending the you know that money, why not just go the extra mile and get a PlayStation? Yeah. The the other major issue with that is that uh, if Microsoft adds some component to the xbox 360 whatever it is mm -hmm. it's going to risk dividing the market yeah yep the people who exactly. don't buy that for whatever features it offers are going to get either left behind or developers are going to develop uh around that instead of for it it's it, it would just cause all sorts of problems because yeah. if steven buys it and i don't then steven is he has more access to certain things and yeah. developers are either going to start moving forward to cater to steven or they're going to be like well we don't want to split our market we want everything to be available for everyone and just mm -hmm. make games for me that Steven can play, at which point right. his peripheral is useless. What exactly. I'm thinking is that, maybe Steven's afraid to say it, is that maybe you'll just be able to plug in the HD DVD <laughs> to the new system, <laughs> which Steven still has hooked up into his current system. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I watch King Kong on it. Gotta watch I, that. I try to bring that up like every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me smile. That Gotta watch those happening. Bourne movies again. <laughs> oh, man. That's nice. I have Battlestar Galactica Season 1 on there still i love it so renee that's a great thought though i mean it, it is interesting to see but yeah i wasn't even thinking that this historically has happened yeah. and totally failed yeah so ex expect to well see a new system well the the most recent comparisons and this isn't a direct analogy but the 3ds and the psp go mm -hmm. um did exactly that it was the same console with a different kind of hardware infrastructure that wait the 3ds yeah I mean, totally new system, but mm -hmm. uh, it's backward compatible, and right now you're seeing major companies, like the guys who make Pokemon are not making a 3DS Pokemon game. Yeah, it's just a... Black and White 2 are 3D or DS games. They're not 3DS games. Huh. Because they know that the 3DS market is significantly smaller than the DS market, and they're going to sell so many more copies by catering to the DS audience. Right. If they had made that for 3DS, they would not have made nearly as much money as they will. It is a strangely smart move. Yep. From so it, even though this this new console exists for them to make cool new shit for, they're not. They're they're rejecting it. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And if devs are rejecting the system, then that's really bad news for people who bought it. Man. And that, you don't forget that this no disk drive is just a rumor right now. Too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, we also we heard the news that apparently Microsoft's not going to announce anything at E3. Except maybe that sweet right. helmet. Yeah, that patent thing. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Oh, geez. <coughs> Considering Connect, Please, it's no. probably true. <sighs> Gross. No, no thanks. Well. Thanks, but no thanks, Microsoft. That helmet is probably part of the, uh, you know, the hypothetical amazing Star Wars experience everyone wants to have. Like the one to one. the blast shield down. Shit. Yeah, you put the blast shield down <laughs> and you have your lightsaber. It'd be perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Training on the Millennium Falcon. That's the next Connect game I want. Oh, my God. That'd be, that'd be dope. Yeah. Right? It should be rad. All right, Tim asks, I've been playing Xbox 360 for a while now and never got into the Mass Effect games. They've been all over the news lately. Should I start from the beginning mm -hmm. with two or with three? Number one. Number the one. Beginning. We, yeah. we, we, we put questions like, I'm stuttering here. We put questions <laughs> like, I'm really excited about it, that's why. <laughs> Let me we put questions in like this like every week just to, just to make sure everyone tell knows. everyone to start from the beginning. <laughs> yes. We want to make sure you guys know. And the funny thing is, the three of us, none of us have beat Mass Effect 3. No. I basically did because I read Twitter today and uh -huh. everyone posted what happens yeah. and kind of made me sad so glad twitter was off for me oh jeez. um <laughs> but yeah none of us have actually beaten it but all three of us have built up these 60 plus hour characters yes. through the two yeah. games um that we want to finish the fight with that i plan to this weekend i don't know about finishing it but at least starting a friend of mine from back home was saying that he's gonna he finished it uh very recently and he's like i'm immediately going back to replay the whole thing wow because 
Like, it's worth it. It's so much of what you do in 1 and 2 affects so many of the events in 3. That's cool. In major ways that, like, if you don't play them, you're missing out on, like, a ton of stuff. Man. Yeah. And, you know, Tim, since you're a a 360 gamer, that's one luxury that you have that, Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, people who play PS3 don't. Um, You can play the entire experience from 1 through 3. Didn't 1 have a sci-fi film gaming option? Yeah, they got rid of it in 2 and 3, and I was pissed (sighs) off because it was so good. It was a cool idea. (laughs) It was amazing. A little bit off the wall, but very cool. Uh, 1 and 2 were, like, combined $30 at the absolute most. Yeah, You can get Mass Effect 1 for fucking free at this point. Wow. It's so cheap. And if you're lucky, maybe if you're just walking down the street, you're going to see people throwing three out the window because they're so (laughs) mad about the ending or whatever. Fuck that ending. (laughs) All right, guys. That does it for uh, email. 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 Nope. Let's do some MBKs. Yes. My books. My books. My books. Yeah, is that what we're going to do now? I don't know. I I like it. No, don't get me wrong. I like it. I like it, too. Yeah. Chris has Inception, The Departed, and Gangs of the New York. Gang, what? Gangs, Gangs of, of wait, New what's York. The, Gangs of the yeah. New York. What's Gangs the theme here? The is this Leo movie? This is Hanging with Leo. Yep. Because I was going to say only two of those are Scorsese. Mm-hmm. No, true. these are just Leo. This is Leo. Okay. Um, oh, man. This is a tough one. Oh, no way. In that order. You think so? Mary Inception. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, with you there. Both The Departed. But I loved The Departed the so Departed's much. So good. Fucking awesome. Can I go Daniel Day Lewis was really good in for this? Gangs of New York. DDL, yes. I never he saw was it. was pretty good. DDL. I didn't see uh <laughs> I didn't see Gangs of New York. It was good. I mean not shocking not that amazing. I have not seen a, a classic film, a modern classic. Yeah. People love that movie, dude. Every time I tell I people I do. haven't seen it, they lose their shit. I'm surprised you guys aren't yelling at me again. <laughs> it's the no, list it's, is long of things we we're gonna yell at you yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there are actually better Scorsese films yeah. to watch. I yeah. mean, you've you've seen The Departed. So, did you guys see Hugo? No, I, I haven't yet. No. Hmm. Can we also just add Shutter Island to this list so I can kill it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck. I don't want Shutter movie. Island anywhere near so this. So dumb. What a terrible <laughs> movie. It was so bad. What was Marty thinking? I had that movie solved in the trailer. Got it. Yeah. Same here. This <laughs> is the worst. <laughs> what a waste of time. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Fucking, I'll, I'll agree with Mitch. I'll go Inception, The Departed, Gangs of New York. Yeah. In that order. If Inception didn't make me feel so goddamn smart, I would uh, put that behind The Departed. But, man. I thought Inception had better music. That's what's going on here. Great music. Amazing mm. music. Yeah, it had more than stupid Rolling Stones tracks. Yeah, they're, they're really neck and neck for me up until that point. But Inception's uh, score was just fucking phenomenal. Super good. Amazing. Justin says, ooh, we've got a Summer Movies 2012 MBK. Oh, this one's easy, too. Prome- Prometheus, The Avengers, or The Dark Knight Rises? All right. MBK. Mary, Dark Knight Rises, Boff, Prometheus, Kill the Avengers. Really? Yep. Mary, Prometheus, Boff, Dark Knight Rises, Kill the Avengers. Um, I would marry, marry, marry Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> okay. Even though there's some weird shit going on with the recent trailers, it looks kind of silly, all the football shit, and, yeah. you know? I'm not. I know. I I'm not faith. as excited the by the. Tra- you say that like it's going to be a football movie. Well, no, <laughs> yes, you, you know Batman what I'm talking Friday about. Like, yeah. <laughs> Batman: The Dark Knight, Rudy. Now, uh, did you see uh, when I went to see Mission Impossible? They had that like 10 minute preview for Dark Knight Rises. Did you guys yeah. see that? Nope. I didn't. No. It's people's concerns about Bane are well justified. Had no fucking idea what that dude was saying in that. At yeah, all. that's what I heard. And I was like, oh, people are just being no babies on the internet. I'll totally just, like, I'll know what's going on. No, have no idea. <laughs> Not a clue. But they're fixing that. I mean, that was all early stuff. And yeah. Nolan actually said, yeah, we're looking into the, the Bane voice. The trailers did not get it. me that excited. But I just, I have a feeling. I mean, yeah, the, the trailer itself, like you said, the football stuff is really Meh. goofy. Um, it's like, oh, yeah, blew up a football field. Okay, good job. You killed 12 football players. <laughs> Ooh, menacing. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Man, doesn't that, didn't that guy see some of all fears where they nuked the Super Bowl? Come on, <laughs> pick up. Pick I up, just, man. I do not care about the Avengers whatsoever. Really? Yeah, nothing. Oh, man. I'm kind of excited for the idea of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'd, a big comics guy. Yeah, that's fair. I love Joss Whedon. Yeah, this I do is too. Like, is 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 this the first Whedon like directed superhero movie? Oh yeah, been a long time coming. It's crazy. That's so nuts. He's so active in the community. It's yeah, wild. So I'd boff it. Uh, Prometheus. Ridley Scott just hasn't been doing doing it for me these days, and if I want to watch an Alien movie, I'll watch Alien. Dude, did you see that new trailer for Prometheus? Yeah, it's the Alien trailer. Yeah. 
Well, Great. What, what do you I mean? can shrug, <laughs> motherfucker. I know that's it's why amazing. it's awesome. Uh, it is what a good. You need? I watched that yesterday too. It's pretty. <laughs> I need. I need John Hurt. That's what I need. Oh, dude. And Sigourney Weaver. Yo, how 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 much are we betting? I bet. I'll I'll bet ten dollars that Bishop is in that movie in some capacity. But fucking Ridley Scott has not directed a good movie in so long. I'm just worried that this is going to be like his Phantom Menace. <laughs> it, it'll be Robin Hood too. No, Robin Hood was his Phantom Menace. <sighs> Robin Hood was just meh. Like the I newer one? Like, yeah. yeah, the one I was with say, Russell Crowe. The Kevin Costner one is just a good place in my heart. <laughs> I was I was a young boy back then. Good yes, movie. a good place called 1991. Yep. Oh, man. I was a 10-year-old. It was, was badass. also that Robin Hood movie where he's a fox. I love movie. that one. <laughs> so that is good. the greatest Robin Hood movie <laughs> ever made. Better than Men in Tights? Yes. The, the Disney wow. Robin Hood is fucking phenomenal. Okay. Peter Ustinov as Prince John. <laughs> Hilarious. I don't know any of these people. Uh, how long until they have a gritty remake of Robin Hood? That was well. Technically, that's what the Ridley Scott, Ridley one, was. Scott one was. Yeah. I guess it was kind of just dumb gladiator. It's just crap. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, Ridley, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm afraid of Prometheus. Like I'm, I'm not okay. I'm not like going okay. Well, maybe it'll be great because <laughs> I've thought that with Scott before and his Blade Runner thing that he's trying to do. Don't, yeah, don't start trying to do Blade don't. Runner again. Fuck that, man. Yeah, Leave so it alone. Dumb. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, that thing was perfect. Let's totally do more with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's do a let's do a, a final cut and all that other shit that he did. <laughs> Just like there are 17 different versions of Blade Runner running around in the world right now. All right, enough about that. <laughs> Another games. Justin says the three greatest games in the world: oh, Superman man. 64, Shaq Fu, and ET: The Extraterrestrial. Mary Shaq Fu, obviously. Yeah, game is great. No. <laughs> but it sure as hell is better than Superman 64, exactly. which I boff out of getting of, it over with. <laughs> Hit it and quit it. It was a, a yeah, yeah. hate boff. I, I see that one is at least like so bad you can laugh at it, whereas ET is just miserable. Kill it. Yeah, but E3 has such a story behind it. Though. ET, <laughs> like E3 is exciting. You said E3 twice in a row. I said E3. Yeah, twice in a God row. God damn it! What E3. the hell is wrong with me these days? Because it's like sixty days away. E-T. Doesn't that make you tingle? Wow! It makes me it's say E3 instead of ET. Is yeah. what it does. It is on the brain. No, but ET holds a very special place in gaming pop culture and the gaming lexicon. It's important. Mm-hmm. That's why you should marry it. No, it the had thing a is, landfill. Landfill. That's just landfill. it. How does English? It work? got killed <laughs> and buried <laughs> in a landfill. It did. The the gaming culture killed it. It's already dead. It's don't, already dead. Don't marry about yeah. it. But it's. Uh, I'm with you though. It is. It, it's a piece of history. It is. It's important. Big steaming yep. piece of history. Still gonna marry it. Yeah. <laughs> Marrying E. T. Um, boffing Shaq Fu, killing Superman sixty four. Yep. It's just miserable. fair. Fair. Scott mm. says. Ooh, we have a uh, house party MBK. Warp, Alan Wake, Alan Wake's American Nightmare, I should say, and Nehui. I like that he just killed I Am Alive for us before starting this list. <laughs> What's oh, funny is I would prefer that one to uh, probably Warp. Damn. Really? Okay, I'd, yeah. I'd marry Warp, boff Nexus, and kill Alan Wake. Really? Man. It's I like just Alan Wake. The, yeah. I, I really like Warp. I really like Nexus. Mm-hmm. Alan Wake, I just haven't gotten through it yet. It's like it's good. It's, it's different. Pretty short. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have very limited experiences with all of these. Um, but warp. you will kill warp. I will kill warp for sure. Weird. Yeah, I know. I'm, that it, game was super. It seems everything about it's like feels likable to me. Hmm. I kind of yeah, but it, I don't know. Parts of that game just it, after an hour is just starting to piss me off, and hmm. not because it was too hard. It was just like yeah. what is happening? This is pointless. <laughs> I'm not enjoying myself. Damon liked it. I mean, yeah, yeah he, he really loved it. Yeah, he gave it a, a pretty glowing review, but I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it, so I can't really weigh in on it. Yeah, I, I mean, will kill I Am Alive, though. <laughs> I yeah. actually played all the way through that this week. Yeah, Stephen and I both did. Yeah. Yeah. You guys wrote those <sighs> second opinions that were similarly scathing. Did anyone have a positive nope. opinion in there? I don't think so. I Damn, still... Like, I should have finished it, because I would have been the one guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... I know, I get... Yeah. Like, I understand your preview, and from what you played, that made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you extend that out over a larger area, you start dealing with the weird stuff, like weird gameplay choices, yeah. and lack of choices. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I get that. Because, yeah, the whole thing was like, oh, maybe it's smarter not to shoot, save your bullet, and, you know, let them live. But every other encounter is something that is going to kill you regardless. Yeah. So you have to shoot somebody. They're, yeah, they're just poor design decisions, and it just felt incomplete to me. 
to me, it was like a vertical slice of what could have been a great game. Yeah. Like, just a piece. That's how I felt about Warp. After that first hour, it's like, oh, so that was the good part, and mm-hmm. now it's... Yep. Damn. <laughs> um, so, I guess I'll probably marry Alan Wake. I didn't play much of it, but that multiplayer, or not the multiplayer, but the wave-based thing is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's Alan Wake. I mean, it's totally Fight great. Dawn. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. So, marry that, and then off Nexus and kill war. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Mary Allen, uh Boff <laughs> Nexus and Kill Warp. Not yeah. because I dislike Warp or anything, I just haven't spent that much time with it. That's fair. So Alright. I can't weigh in it. <laughs> I'll I'll actually scratch that. I will cross out Warp and put I am alive. I'll kill I am alive. <laughs> fair. Oh fair. man. Fair. I am dead. Ben says <clears throat> Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword. Mary Boff Kilgo. I've played two of these. I have not played Skyward Sword, so I can't speak intelligently about Mary, it. Mary, Ocarina of Time. Yep. <coughs> Probably kill Twilight Princess. Yeah. Really? And yeah, boss just, Skyward Sword. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played Skyward Sword, but I would. I have to imagine it's better than Twilight Princess. Which wasn't bad, but man, did that game get on my fucking nerves. Twilight Princess was so meaty. Like I like the style. Yeah, it didn't fucking end. long. Yeah. <laughs> After 20 hours, it's like, keep going. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I've fi- finished it. Right? I'm done. Oh, you got no. more in you. No, you have to leave and go <laughs> elsewhere now. No. Finished 40 dungeons in you. I would probably do it in this order. I'd marry Ocarina, boff Twilight Princess, because I, I did like it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's totally good. When, once, but... I end, once I finished the game, I was very satisfied. I was like, that was, good. It was a satisfying Zelda experience. Okay. And uh, kill Skyward Sword. I mean, I've probably played like five or ten hours of Skyward Sword. Really? You played more than I have. It's been a while. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I played. It's good. Real slow start. Yep. Yeah. So long to get into it. Right. Man. Cool. Zelda. Zelda, guys. Zelda on an Xbox podcast. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to marry Fable and kill Zelda. Oh. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't kid yourself. All right, guys, it does it for MBKs, Mabix. 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 And for our questions and answers, period. If you have any more questions for us or you just want to shoot the shit, send us a message at unlocked at IGN.com. Remember to keep your questions short and sweet so we can try to address them on the podcast. Hit us up. Yeah, definitely. Conversely, you can hit us up on Twitter at Podcast Unlocked, at P. Eichmanns, at Mitchie D, at IGN, and myself at Steven underscore Hopper. And we have a winner to announce yeah, for yes. last week's contest. Free video game. That's right. Uh, the copy of Major League Baseball 2K12, which is weird. I, I thought the 2K, I thought the K would signify like at least two zeros. Really? So then, yeah. So when they did the whole like 2K10. K just Why? means a thousand. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. You're right. I guess Come that on, makes Steven. sense. I, well, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the Fuck winner of game is of game of game. <laughs> you got game. Game twelve is Tanner Walters. Congratulations! That's right. Yeah. His game was uh, NBA Jam, which is a great game. Great yep. choice. Yep. Amazing choice. Yep. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. So you will get that copy. We'll have it in the mail to you very soon. And our meta achievement slash giveaway today. Oh, oh more concerns. games. I didn't know we had that. We do. Yes. Certain Cinemora. Ooh. Oh. So. What we'd like you to do is download the trial version of Cinemora and tell us what you think. Um, just give us like maybe a couple sentences of your opinion on the on the trial version. Do we know like does the trial version have high scores? Should we do what we did with Joe Danger? You know, I'm not entirely sure if yeah. it has high scores or not. Yeah, just give us your take because if yeah. you don't like it, don't enter the contest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I hated like, shit. let give somebody me a corner, uh, let somebody who wants it win. Yeah, but we feel that this is a game that everyone should play. Absolutely. It's fantastic. People should At least know about give it a shot. Check out yeah. the trial version. And uh, if you send us a response, we will randomly choose one yep. to get a code for the game. And how many meta achievement points is this worth? Uh, it takes a little bit of work because you got to download it and play it and then write mm-hmm. about it. It's yeah. like a mini version of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, 25 points? Okay. Cool. I like that. 25 points. Cool. We get we only get like thirty points a day working here at IGN, so you <laughs> That's know right. you're right up there with us. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, that does it for the podcast. Yep. Oh, thank wait, you, Locks before we go. Oh, before uh, we go. One more thing: um, people.ign.com/slash/podcast-unlocked yes. is going to become a blog that we are involved with. Yes, with our with our fans. That's right. Um, so we're going to start doing interviews over there, getting you know 
engaging in discussions about stuff that is on the podcast, maybe stuff that we didn't get to talk about. Um, we're going to start talking to you guys a lot more over there. So go to that blog, follow that blog, and look for us to be, you know, typing stupid shit into it. Definitely. Yeah. And ask questions. Uh, we love talking to you guys. Yep. It's great. Yeah. Yep. We want to be your BFFs. Indeed. We do. We want to be your locksmiths. Your, your, your hearts. <laughs> your heart smiths. Heart, your lock heart, heart smiths. Heart lark, lark, lark smiths. Lark smiths? Lark smiths. We want to be your larksmiths. This is that awkward moment when we're trying to tell you we love you, mm. but we just don't know how to it, say it. it. It won't come out. It just doesn't come I out. I like you a lot. We're, we're afraid. <laughs> we've, we've been hurt before by audiences. <laughs> we whisper it while you're asleep we're and afraid hope that love. you say it first. <laughs> Butterfly kisses. All right, guys. Well. <laughs> uh, thank week. you, locksmiths, for uh, joining me on this podcast. Thank you very much, listeners. And uh, we will catch you next time. Word up. I love you. I can never get this microphone in a comfortable place. Neither the microphone can never get you in a comfortable place. Fuck you, microphone. Yeah. This is this is teamwork. <laughs> I'm trying to work for you here. Same team, Mike. Same team. Yeah. Wait, Mike's a Michael. Who's Michael? Mike? <laughs> Michael phone. <laughs> Michael Rofone. You know somebody's name is that. Michael Michael Phone? Michael Rofone. Michael Rofone. Michael Phone. It's a great name. I hope I hope you're right. <laughs>